102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and ZZ Top with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102 with Marty Caproni sitting in for Steve for the rest of the week. Today a little less of a struggle than uh, yesterday getting up and getting here. And there's probably better reasons for that. Yes, there is. <laughs> uh, it's going to be cloudy today with a high of 55. Tonight, cloudy but clearing low of 36. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and a high of 57. It's 47 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Springfield Thunderbirds are in the uh, the playoffs. They will be hosting the uh, the Hartford Wolf Pack tomorrow night. We have a four pack of tickets to give away this morning to that game. I'm feeling good about that. You should feel good about that. I'm feeling good about us beating Hartford. And in fact, uh, Nate Costa will be joining us tomorrow on the show. The uh, very tall, good-looking Nate Costa. How does a man have just luxurious hair like that? He does. It almost looks fake. But it's not. It's not. It's just this free-flowing. You know how you could tell that nest of hair. You know how you could tell that he's a uh, executive now and not a hockey player. Is it hasn't naturally grown into a mullet again. It's just <laughs> actual hair. <laughs> but Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com will be joining us later on this morning. To talk about uh, springtime scams and how you can rip people off yourselves. <laughs> For the enterprising people out there listening. <laughs> for those of you looking for fun things to do. Go ahead. Rip off your grandma, your grandpa. Have some fun. <laughs> They're the easiest marks, you know. <laughs> it's 536 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni and Rock 102. It's the easiest con. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 556 and Heart with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be a day-to-day cloudy high of 55. Tomorrow, partly cloudy. Slightly warmer, uh, high of 57, already 47 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Marty Caproni filling in for Steve for the rest of the week. We got a good week this week. We got uh, we got uh, Thunderbird tickets, Steve Weissman today, Nate Costa tomorrow. We got a lot going on that's keeping me awake, which is good. <laughs> I, I might also have scheduled uh, something that could be really interesting later in the week. Oh, so we got a little surprise? I I, I, it ha- I haven't secured it yet, and until I do, I'm not going to say anything. But if it happens, it'll be absolutely one of the most bizarre things you've ever heard ever. Well, that sounds uh, right up my alley, yeah, to be no, honest. This is, this, is, uh, this is something else. I might have a little surprise up my sleeve uh, myself. I haven't even talked to you off the air about it, but for a Thursday or Friday, I might have a little surprise. Shut up. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, surprise. Get, get each other something nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll get something for you. You get something <laughs> for me. It all works out just fine. <laughs> And we also have a couple other things to discuss throughout the morning, too. Oh, oh that's it, you guys. I'm getting fired. Yeah. Uh, see no, no, no. No, no, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's usually what I hear that. That's usually what that means. That means uh, no, thank that, you for your service. That conversation <laughs> happens on Friday after the show. Oh, can perfect. I, can I see you in my office? <laughs> Here's a list of things you've said over the week. <laughs> Here's a cardboard box and a pen. We have a lot of complaints coming in from the East Hampton area, Marty. We're not exactly <laughs> sure what those are about. But. <laughs> it's 558 with Bax and Nagel with Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Hi, John Hazen from Hazen. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, the Boston Marathon is over. Well, I'm sure it would have been a lot more interesting if the state of Massachusetts would have allowed you to bet on your favorite runner. They didn't. Instead, you missed out on capitalizing on the fact that Evan Shabet of Kenya was the winner of back-to-back Boston marathons. Evan's 
not only won for the second straight year, he also took the New York City Marathon last year, too. And for the effort, he takes home a check of $150,000, which I should point out is some serious sweet scratch once you do the U.S. dollar to Kenyan shilling conversion. I would do that for you, but that's hardly the point. What the point is, is this. There are still better ways of getting from one end of Boston to the other without having to run there. Now, personally, I would have taken 135 to 495 North, taken exit 58 to the Pike, heading eastbound, take exit 133 to Route 9, which take you right up to Copley. I would have also suggested taking the green line from Riverside past Newton Center, past Longwood and to Kenmore Station, two more stops, you're practically there, but no! Everybody wants to make this a whole lot more difficult by running through the streets of Boston like they own the damn place. Now, if it were me, I would have also considered taking the green line from Heath, past Brigham Circle, and through, through uh, Northeastern, past the Prudential, where you bypassed everything going into Fenway. But nobody wants to listen to the fat guy with a map of the entire MBTA system committed to memory. Instead, you got a guy from out of town running around like he thinks he's got a better way. Except to the end, you got to turn all the way around and run back to your car. It just doesn't make any sense. Of course... If you're going to go home with a check of $20 million Kenyan shilling in your pocket, you can pretty much do whatever the hell you want, no matter how stupid it appears to be. Of course, there were delays in the green line yesterday, but I can't be the one to solve everybody's problems. But hey, end of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. There are grills, and then there's the Traeger Timberline. Wood-fired flavor, total temp control, the Traeger Timberline would usually cost you 2100 bucks. But now the Timberline is on sale for $1,400 at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 611 with Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. It's almost a shame that uh, Def Leppard could have made that song another, another 15 minutes longer because we were busy solving all the world's problems <laughs> yeah. and now now we have to interrupt it with a stupid radio show. I keep telling everyone the show between the show is my favorite part of the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we were talking not to like just now because you know we don't want to let all the secrets, <laughs> all the benefits <laughs> leak out to the public. But uh, you yesterday took a, a bit of my advice and uh, and had yourself a breakfast. I had. I was going over to uh, this uh, stone yard in Ludlow and uh, stopped and had breakfast at uh, Evan's Egg House. Yeah, Egg House, yes. And uh, I went to order, uh, and I forgot that we had had the conversation about uh, this. And I saw on the menu, I said, oh, bacon hash. I said, I heard that's really good. And the waitress said, ah, effing backs. <laughs> and I said, how did you know yeah. that I that I talked to backs about this? And she's like, oh, wait, are you his co-host on the air? Were you? And I was like, yeah. I was like, I completely forgot that we had that conversation on air about like the bacon A couple hash. weeks ago, yeah. And then the owner came out and she said, you're lucky we have it today. She's like, it's a Monday. She's like, uh, we don't normally have it on Mondays, but we uh, we made it because of the holiday. And yeah, uh, yeah. she said, we've been making a lot of it lately, ever since uh, you guys talked about it on the air. And? and Did I it gotta, live up to it, 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 that hype? It was unbelievable. Am I, it's am I right? It's all the things, you're right. It's, it's all the things that you want. It's, it's salty, salty. It's crispy. Cri- it's delicious. Oh. oh, it's so it's damn unbelievable. Good. If I could, if 
they would never allow me to do this. But if I could go there and take off my shirt. And just fill it? I, no, 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 no. Well, yeah, fill it. That'd be great. I would literally just rub that all over my chest. Yeah. <laughs> it is that good. It is that good. I don't know what, I don't know how they do it, if they put the bacon grease in the potatoes or whatever. It's, but it, Tony over there is like a magician. And, yeah. and and it's not just the bacon hash that's really good. There's a lot of things he makes that are really stinking great. Well, and my buddy Steve was like, wherever we go, now he's an elevator worker. So he does breakfast for a living, basically. Every morning they go, sure. you know. I don't know if you know elevator guys, but they don't exactly uh, kill themselves working hard because <laughs> everyone needs them. You know, if the elevator doesn't work, the building's out, so you cater to the elevator worker. So he said to me, I, listen, I do breakfast every day all over Western Mass. Does this place have shredded potatoes? And I said, I don't know if it does. And then I get there, they have the bacon hash. I'm like, you got to get the bacon hash. It comes out. It's shredded potatoes. Yes, yes. Yep. Shredded potatoes. And if uh, that's not enough potato for you, you can still get the home fries, which are not the shredded potatoes, the big yes, chunk ones, which, which are, are delicious. Also good. Delicious. Also good. Yeah. It was, uh, it was unreal. Yeah. See? Really, really unreal. I wasn't going to steer you wrong. If I, if I tell you it's some, that something is really good, I, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not joking with you. It stays with my theory that I always get my restaurant advice from guys that are my size or bigger. You know what I mean? That is a- the best I, way. Am I right about that? I you, mean, it, it, rarely do I go to a place I say, yeah, I'm, uh, and, and, and talk about it in a, in a glowing way if I hate it. Right. And I'll, I'll never do that. It, my friends that are like 145 pounds, if they give me restaurant advice, this is a great new vegan restaurant opened up. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. In one ear, out the other. <laughs> <laughs> they if, specialize in bean curd. Yeah, yeah. But if one of my friends, you know, that looks like me goes, hey, uh, this is a great barbecue joint. Well, that's where I'm going. Yeah, right. You know, that's it, man. I'll tell you what, that, you know, I'm I'm a big believer that breakfast is the, uh, the most uh, delicious meal of the day. I love it. And, uh, you know, when and I love going to breakfast places. Yeah, but that is like that is where we go. Well, here's the other thing. I didn't go breakfast this time. I normally go breakfast. But we were kind of pressed for time, so I got a Rachel, which is like a Reuben, oh, yeah. but with turkey. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I got that and the bacon hash and the home fries. And I'm telling you, off to the races. Yeah, I see, that's, was, that's the thing. It's a great way. We were bombing around all day going to stone yards left and right. I couldn't have been happier. I mean, it's the worst. It's a boring it's a boring thing to look for paver patios, you know, but I'm helping my, <laughs> I'm helping my, I'm helping how you, my, buddy. how did you get roped into something like that? Well, uh, well, I mean, uh, I guess, uh, today it, we're closing on, uh, my, my dad's house. My buddy is actually buying it. It's we grew up on the same street, one house away from each other. So he's buying my, my childhood home. What is he making a theme park over there? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he, he, again, he's got elevator guy money, so he's just, he's just throwing it around, buying whatever he wants. So he decided he wanted to buy my childhood home cause it's right up the street. You can keep an eye on his dad that way. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, he, he's very talented guy. He used to be president of the carpenters union here in Springfield. And, uh, then he became an elevator worker cause they offered him and he was right out of the carpenters union. Why work for a living when you can just push buttons in an elevator, you know? <laughs> so he, uh, He's he, he he can't do anything little. So he's already planned out what he's doing to my childhood home, which also is a little bit. Um, it's sad because uh, it's your friend coming in like, hey, I'm going to knock out this wall, got this, got that. And Remember like, all oh, the wonderful memories yes, you had in this yeah, house? I'm, I'm about to strip it. I'm going to saw them up. So that's <laughs> that's going to close while we're on the air today. But I, so I went with him to uh, to to go around looking for pavers or whatever, and uh, 
I couldn't have been happier. I mean, all, nor, normally I would be like, this is the worst day ever. Mm-hmm. But that bacon hash in your belly, man. It's, yeah, I'll tell you what. I don't care what is going on in your life. It's I don't so care good. what kind of calamity, tragedy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, The bacon hash wipes it all away. When people die now, I'm sending that instead of flowers. I'm just sending them a bag of bacon hash. <laughs> My condolences. Try yeah. this. You're not going to miss your parent anymore. You know what I think is uh, is the the great part about it is it's it's not like strips of bacon. No, it's, it's like little it's chunks. chunks of bacon. Yeah, yeah, they're... which is even better. It's oh. like not because like the you ever go, go to like a, I know you've gone there, um, like a hotel oh. complimentary breakfast buffet. Oh yeah, the thin bacon they give the, you. The thin bacon that's sitting on that's like worst. those pieces of bread at the bottom of the of the of the pan. The worst. Awful. Awful. It, it, I don't even consider that bacon. It's like uh, it's like it's like bacon paper. It's it's limp flavored paper. Limp meat strips. Yeah, that's yeah. not what I want. I want right. I just want something crispy and salty and not good for me. And you know what I always say to these rest these uh, hotels when they do that? You're not fooling me. I know what you did. You took regular bacon. You cut it five times thinner than regular. So now I got to stack five times the bacon on my plate so I can get mm-hmm. my daily allotment of bacon. You know, I'm still going to eat the bacon. It's not going to be as good. Just give me the big, thick cut. Give me two of those pieces. I'm good. Yeah. I. Uh, and, you know. you know, the thing is, it's the fastest way to get breakfast is the breakfast buffet. But oh, it's yeah. always ridiculously overpriced. Like, you, yeah. you're never going to eat $45 with a scrambled eggs. Well, this is why I know that uh, you do a lot better than I do. Most of the hotels I stay at, the breakfast buffet is free. Uh <laughs> And it's the kind of breakfast buffet where you plan out the rest of your day around. You're like, can I drive home without stopping? How many times can I stop to use the rest the rest area on the way home? Yeah. Because these eggs aren't real eggs. You know what I mean? The, the powdered, <laughs> you know what I mean? The powdered uh, fluffy eggs. Oh, I know. Egg product, I guess they would call I it. I mean, I only go to those kinds of hotels like... So, like, there's a, there's a convention I go to in New York every year. Okay. And I usually try to go to... Either the hotel that is yeah, suggested yeah. or one that is wicked close by. Yep. And uh, those hotels are often not uh, cheap. And so. Uh, Where's this convention? A couple times for years it was at Midtown. And then okay. uh, the last few years has been in Long Island. Oh, okay. Which See. is which is fine. But it's like, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to. I don't want to not be, you know, close to the action. So, you know, I. I go there. I have like the forty-five, fifty-dollar breakfast buffet, and oh, then really you know true. we're we're done for the day. You're living nice. See, this is how I asked that question because I was like, if you said where you said, I could tell you what hotel to stay with. If you're on Long Island, this is a I, and this is my own personal opinion. So please don't. I would not go to the Best Western in Syosset. <laughs> no, I uh, haven't been there. I have a uh, I have a real axe to grind with those people. Uh, that, that was the worst hotel I, I think I've stayed in in the last three years on the road. <laughs> now, that's my personal opinion. Uh, but uh, And I don't think the Syosset Best Western is listening to us. It wasn't uh, AAA rated? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, you know, I went in and there was uh, eyelashes on the pillowcase. Uh, Ooh, that's good. The, uh, there was mascara on the backside of the pillow. So the the <laughs> weights, the maid uh, lady did yeah. enough to flip over the pillow, but not enough to right. change the case. So somebody was face down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they uh, and then they also moved in a junior league basketball team all in my entire hall. Oh, which great. Is, uh, you know, 16 kids. Uh, from the inner city that uh, just won their basketball tournament. Real great night. Good night. <laughs> it's, good. it's a great night. Oh, what a great night's sleep.
Yeah, a lot of great night's sleep. There, there's, uh, there's something to be said for uh, paying a little extra sometimes and getting a uh, comfortable hotel. Yeah, you know what? I've I've stayed in enough uh, motor lodges in my time to know that yeah. uh, an upgrade is is usually a, a substantial jump up. It's not just a little bit of a jump up; it's substantial. But you know, I still have this weird thing when I'm on the road, like, and it's snowing hard or whatever, and you just got to get off and get get to a room. I still have this little reward when you find one of those little motor lodge type places and you're like, this is it. This is what I got to do. Gosh, dang it. You know, and then you check in and you're like, wow, the room's clean. It's really nice. There is like a little bit of a you get like a feeling of like you you won something. uh, Right. Just because you're not getting murdered, you know. Yeah. But, you know, I've been in a couple places where I could. I could sense that something terrible might have happened in the room. Maybe it's a, like a sixth sense. Oh, yeah. Like, you Usually know, the, it's the like chalk a, outline on the carpet. Th- there's that, <laughs> there's the or you know, the bullet holes in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I worked, uh, when I was a kid, I worked on Burnett Road at the top of Burnett Road, if you've ever taken the pike from yeah. anyone. There's a Motel 6 there. Uh, it used to be a Sioux Chalet. And I worked, that was my high school job with my best friend Jeff. We, uh, we were immediately promoted from uh, handymen to heads of maintenance at 15 years old. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that tells you how, uh, how that much. Would, that would be illegal now, yes, wouldn't it? That very... would violate child labor laws? My, 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 we used to get calls. I'd be doing my schoolwork for the morning, and I'd be like, ah, ma, I got to go up to the hotel real quick and uh, unclog a toilet at 9 at night because <laughs> I'm trying to hold down this uh, managing, <laughs> management position <laughs> at the uh, Sioux Chalet. But I, when I got hired, it was to uh, it was to paint it all. Uh, the only way I could describe it is fecal matter brown was mm. their uh, was their color. So I painted the entire hotel that color, and then they sold to Motel Six. It took me a whole summer to paint everything, all the railings, doors, frames, everything, sign. Uh, they sold to Motel Six a uh, van full of uh, very questionable immigration status uh, people pulled up, and they painted. Everything that I'd done, erased all my work and painted it blue in one day and left. Wow. <laughs> and uh, and then I still stayed there and worked. Jeff and I still stayed there and worked for another uh, two years. What a wasted effort, though. But what I learned was, uh, in that time, that uh, you get what you pay for in the, in, in the uh, hotel game. Yes. Uh, because we definitely had some interesting clientele that were in there. <laughs> One day, I got asked to go uh, work on a uh, air conditioner in a room, and I walked in, and the room was fifty degrees. And okay. I okay. walk in. I am a fifteen-year-old baby-faced kid. I walk into the room, and uh, there are five big Jamaican guys uh, smoking. What I learned later, uh, as I wasn't so innocent, was crack. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their air conditioner was fine. They were just all on crack. <laughs> so it was real hot in the room for them. But they thought it was freezing cold. But it, it, no, they they thought it was they thought it was ninety degrees in the room. But it was fifty. It was an ice box. But their 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 metabolism was running at a. We've gotcha. been doing crack for three days. Mm. Metabolism. And I very quickly. It was probably the smartest thing I ever did at fifty. I I didn't say your air conditioner is broke. I said. I think I can fix this. I just, I'll be right back. <laughs> and, I, and that's when you handed the keys I, and quit the that, job. That was that was the last time <laughs> that I fixed the air conditioner in a room there. It's 624 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. Hey, Springfield. 631 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. It's time for news. Uh, Kenya's Evans Shabet, the defending champion for the Boston Marathon, 
Uh, won again yesterday. He finished at a time of two hours, five minutes, and 54 seconds, the third fastest winning time in race history. Pulled off the win in uh, yesterday's 127th running of the marathon. Kenya's Helen Osando Ubiri placed uh, first in the women's uh, women's event. Uh, she is a two-time Olympic silver medalist in the 5,000 meters. She's a bit of a show-off. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, she's so faster than everybody yeah, else. So fancy. And uh, Switzerland's Marcel Hoog uh, continued his dominance in Boston as he broke the previous course record to win the men's wheelchair uh, division. Finished at one hour, 17 minutes and six seconds, shattering the previous mark of one minute, 18 minutes and four seconds, uh, which was also set by him uh, a while back. So there you go. One hour, 17 minutes. That means that guy is going over 20 miles an hour. In a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. Yeah. All right. Dude's that's, hauling ass. When you, yeah. mean, you think about it, that's that's like, not a disability. That's that's no. super ability right there. That's a good question, too. In the wheelchair division, do they are, are they all disabled, or can they just be someone who's like, you know, I'm more of a sit-down guy. Yeah, no. I, 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 I think you have to. Do you have to, you have to know the handshake or uh, <laughs> the secret? The secret knock you, you, to get in the club. Yeah, yeah I, I think you have to prove that in fact you do have a, a disability. But these these the Kenyan guy who won two hours and that's like it was uh, two hours. Yeah, it's like a ridiculous time. Two hours and twenty. No, no, no. It, I take that back. It was two hours and five minutes. So third fastest time. Now listen, I I'm not a bright kid, uh, but marathon's what twenty six point two miles? Is that something right? like that? That means you're running like thirteen, almost thirteen miles an hour for two hours straight. Yeah. Okay. The fastest a human being can run is about twenty miles an hour. That's right. Right. That's like Usain Bolt, the guy who's a sub. Giant muscle, right? Like one of those guys, right? <laughs> I don't know. By the way, just I want to also say this. Anything I say on here, no one has to correct it. I understand I'm an idiot and probably factually incorrect about all. Well, that's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yesterday we were talking about uh, Hong Kong and uh, t Taiwan, and I was like, well, the lease, the British, this guy messaged me a whole thing. <laughs> He's like, no, the lease is just with Hong Kong. It's not. <laughs> I said, uh, no one ever said I was bright. Yeah, I, I, I get a message. It's not a lease situation. I said, well, well, what is it? Is it, uh, is it rent controlled? What yeah. is it? I just break it down into into dumb guys. Yeah, stuff. like how can guys like you and me understand, understand it at geopolitics? Its simplest, right, geopolitics and its simplest right. uh, components. You didn't pay your rent. You're out. <laughs> The uh, city of East Hampton, uh, the East City of East Hampton, is looking for a new superintendent again. the uh, The search is back on after the latest candidate to be offered the job has now withdrawn her name from the race. We mentioned this uh, yesterday. Western Mass News confirmed that the woman who accepted the job had changed her mind after rallies and an outpour, uh, outpouring of uh, support for Dr. Vito Perone. Uh, Dr. Perone says he would still be interested in the position. As you know, his that offer was rescinded two weeks ago because he referred to the East Hampton School Committee chairperson and an executive assistant as ladies, which he was then told was a microaggression. I, I, I just give him the job. Avoid. Listen, if you're in East Hampton, it's not even a question about right and wrong at this point. Yeah. Avoid your taxes going up because you had to settle a million dollar lawsuit or whatever that lawsuit's going to cost you. Give the guy the job. He's the most deserving guy. You I, already said he was the most deserving guy. Yeah, otherwise you wouldn't have offered them a yeah. job in the first place. Yeah. Now, 
one of the things that kind of complicates this, and I mentioned this yesterday, but now it's uh, it's officially in the news, one of two East Hampton School Committee members who voted in favor of continuing the negotiations with Dr. Perone has left the school committee for health reasons. Uh, Shannon uh, Dunham posted uh, Saturday uh, that she had resigned from the committee, uh, posting a photo of an email that she sent to the members of the committee, which opens up, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't really? It, it does. I've seen I've seen the screenshot. I'm uh, like, oh, good for her. Good but for she me. was a supporter of Dr. Perone. Yeah. And just, you know, th- there's there's other circumstances surrounding why she left. The Perone situation is not why. I don't believe it. Uh, uh, no, I believe it. Do you believe that there's others? All right. Well, I do. Here's what I think. I think the, uh, the convenience of that's nice because you're like, you know what? I'm tired of my phone ringing with all these people calling me and telling me this and telling me that and everything else yeah i'm out here's my <laughs> retirement thing here's my my post i throw it up and now everyone will leave me the heck alone you know what if you want to uh, go into retirement early yeah. imagine being uh, in possession of a bunch of very valuable uh springfield city uh mementos well <laughs> i mean imagine that the uh, the Mardi Gras is auctioning off all the stuff inside. Oh boy! Uh, one of the offerings is a 97 inch spinning exotic dancer pole made of brass, which comes with an additional pole sections. It's kind of like uh, you know putting it together. Okay. As of Monday afternoon, the top bid four dollars. Four dollars. Yes, for a spinning pole. According to uh, Sarah Adams uh, Ben uh, Bensack of Adams Auctions, that's a piece of history. Uh, it's a piece of history it certainly is they're they're selling all kinds of things it's an online auction only liquidating the mardi gras uh it began on friday it ends on the 22nd so you got a couple more days to uh, to bid the mardi gras of course one of the region's most famous if not the most famous strip club with a history dating all the way back to the 70s abruptly closed at the end of last month and the building which sold for 2.3 million dollars to a new york city buyer and eyeing redevelopment uh is looking to uh to clear it out, all that great stuff that uh, the the poles, the uh, the the, the, you know, the, the that octagon little uh, sh- uh, stage, that's they, all being sold. They're selling the pole, so they're if you've been in denial and thinking maybe it's going to reopen with these new guys, and they're just saying the right stuff till they get their thing through. When you're selling the pole, that's it. You're done. That's when you say, okay, well, whatever goes into this space, yeah, are they either going to have to get their own polls or it's just not going to be a gentleman's club in the future i can't believe they only have a four dollar bill what they need to do is better packaging they should sell that poll with a four pack of antibiotics that's what they should do <laughs> so for, for the right buyer yeah now if you i don't know if you've ever been in the uh, the mardi gras you know i might have i yeah, might have wanted yeah, accidentally yes. you find yourself I, is this the door for 350 grill yeah, oh, oh what's, wait, where does this door go to and where's all that thumping noise i'm hearing wait that's not steak there are uh <laughs> <laughs> there are a number of poles which have sold so far between the uh, price of eight dollars and fifteen dollars so if you're looking to put yeah a a well-used uh well cared for brass pole in your house who or isn't? rumpus room who isn't i you know what Tell me that that would not be a conversation piece if you had a brass pole in your living room. I'm out here looking for paver patios with my buddy for the, my my parents' house. We should have been out getting poles for him. He could have put those out in the lawn. That'd be you nice. You know what? That would, would have made perfect sense. He's planning on taking some trees down. Hey, put these up on the front yard. That's right. I think that's a great idea. I can't believe they're only getting $4. You can't. You, 
you would think some of these enterprising uh, uh, um, people down there that uh, break into these job sites and steal like the copper gutters and everything else, you think they would? Uh, they'd bid six dollars. I don't know. I mean, copper versus brass. Tough yeah, to probably tough. not. Yeah, probably I'm not, not the on same the, on the on the black market. I'm not up on the metals recycling business. Understood, though. But I mean, you can imagine. You know, you would let's say, and I don't even know who the longest standing employee of the place is, but let's just say, let's call her hypothetically Candy, Coco. Yeah, maybe you know, you don't even know. But let's just say <clears throat> that uh, you know, you now are uh, a entertainer out in the streets because sure. you know the place is closed down. You know, you're leaving behind all these substantial memories that can never be replaced. No, and you know, I can't think of a of a of a better thing to have in the house that says like a like a a neon sign that says VIP lounge right. or you know upstairs champagne to the champagne room. room or you know something like that. Yeah, something like that because that you know that's you know to me you hold on to that thing forever and. You know, when your grandkids say, hey, Grandma, <laughs> tell me a little bit about when you were young, you know, before you met Grandpa. And yeah. He says, well, sit down, uh, sonny boy, and let me spin you a yarn. And you got to think of all the all the families that have those memories in there, you know, oh, all, all those yeah. all those after funeral parties oh, and those yeah. wedding showers. Yeah, and, or the golf, the golf uh, <laughs> outing just ended. Yeah. Where to go now? Where to go now? Where to go? Oh, well, it's a sad day. It's it a is. a sad day in Springfield. It, it really is. And um, I got to I got to be honest, uh, you know, um I of all the ones that uh that have closed that one I think that one hits hardest. I think that's the most. I think you're right. That's the most legendary. I mean, that and the Magic Lantern. I think, yeah. Right. Um, well, the, the Magic Lantern, you know, had uh, a lot of ups and downs. You know, in, <laughs> in clientele. Yes. I mean, it. Yeah. It went from being a really nice place in Palmer to being the only nice place in Palmer to being <laughs> now an empty place in Palmer. That's <laughs> that's really what it is. But uh, it, that they've already got the sign that at the Magic Lantern that it's going to be a dispensary. Well, there you go. And I think. It might be. Uh, didn't you say that you think it might be? Is that going to be dazed? Is that gonna... it's, it, the uh, the sign says dazed? Well, you know, not to shamelessly plug, but dazed is sponsoring my Thursday comedy show this hey. week at Loft for wow. four twenty. Look at you! Yeah, they're a sponsor. Dazed and YPS, they'll all be there. A uh, big mess yesterday in South Hadley. A South Hadley man was arrested for firearms charges after officers were called to the River Boat Village Apartments for an unknown chemical substance. Uh, South Hadley Police uh, Chief Jennifer Gunderson told 22 News and firefighters were called to the apartment complex around 155 Sunday for an unknown chemical substance within the apartment. Uh, 22 spoke with those in the apartment who says it was a scary experience for them. Uh, the investigation led to the arrest of 33-year-old Paul Trafficanti from South Hadley. He was charged with possession of a large-capacity feeding device and improper storage of a firearm. Officials found and seized numerous noxious chemicals, which were destroyed in an off-site location. Uh, South Hadley Police and Fire uh, received assistance from at least seven different other agencies. Holy cow. I mean, this is this is obviously a, a big, big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it shut down the whole neighborhood and trying to figure out, well, what kind of chemicals is this guy dealing with? Yeah. That is not uh, not yet been reported what they found or they, what they were hoping to find. So but. they haven't said, so no truth to the rumor that he had had the bacon hash at Evan's egg house 
And I don't, that was the chemical uh, after using the bathroom. And in fairness, South Hadley is a bit of a haul to it's Ludlow. True. I mean, there are other not, no no uh, you know disrespect to anybody at the Evans no. Egg House. They know I love them, but it's like uh, you know it's South Hadley. Yeah, well, it's, maybe it's it a lot the, to ask. Maybe it was the tailgate deli uh, potato salad. I've been, <laughs> I've been there too. I've been there too. You just never know. It's uh, six forty three. Uh, the Pioneer Valley forecast. Uh, looks like this. Cloudy with a high of 55 tonight. Cloudy, but clearing low of 36. And for tomorrow, partly cloudy and a high of 57. It's already, ooh, I don't know, 48 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Everyone has a project. They Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 651 and Smashing Pumpkins with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102 with uh, Marty Caproni in the studio. Um, real quick, if you missed any part of today's show, check out the daily podcast. It'll be posted after 10 o'clock. Uh, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com. And on Baxi's musical podcast this week, my guest is John Linnell from They Might Be Giants. That is also available on all those platforms, so make sure you check it out. That's a really interesting interview, and it's a couple of good ones on the way. I can't tell you who yet, but it's a couple of real, real good ones. Uh, coming up in Baxi's musical podcast. I would be remiss if I didn't also say Steve Nagel's Mind Your Business. Well, uh, that would be Steve's business to uh, tell everybody that it's He's there. on vacation. I'm yeah, filling in. Right. So, it's okay. You know. It's all right. <laughs> Still doing his job. Doing my best. No, understood. Understood. So what uh, What else is going on with you? Uh, not too much. Uh, you know, uh, I say it every day, but uh, looking forward to this week. Um, plugging uh, everything for Loft Comedy Club. Um Thursday night, we have uh, the $20 uh, at the door. You get your dinner, and you get the show. Uh, we have Chef Larry in the kitchen whipping up chicken bruschetta. Oh, how so, about that? Yeah, it is unbelievable. It's like all the perfect balance of uh, tomato and balsamic and the chicken, and he's got these Italian roasted potatoes and a vegetable, and uh, we're doing that. And uh, YPS is actually coming, the Young Professional Society, oh, which cool. is really fun. Yeah, It's people under 40. Who uh, get together and network, which just means people get under drunk. forty need a reason to laugh. Right. They really, truly do. They really do, and uh, because it happens to be four twenty, which uh, I've heard allegedly amongst those that fancy the marijuana, this is kind of a big day. So it is. Uh, <laughs> it is sponsored by Dazed. Oh, how about that? The new owners of the Magical. <laughs> well, you know what? It's uh, my understanding is that the new owners of that building. Yeah, you know, we were talking. Uh, I think the last time you hear where it was about the big sign. Yep, and how how big it that apparently is going to go inside the building. Well, they're real. They seem like they're real smart with the way they're approaching it and everything else. I heard too, and I don't know how true it is, but I heard that they might be like the only minority-owned um, dispensary, like in the area, maybe or in the state or something like that. Um, no, I'm not, I don't know if that's true. I don't know six, if it is six or not. bricks downtown at the uh, the uh, the Springfield Republican oh, building. Also, I believe is minority owned. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, so we, cool. in fact, we had that lady uh, in uh, when she was still looking for the license. Real, oh no, wait, really? Uh, yeah, real, real interesting woman. And and so yeah, she's uh, she's running that uh, six bricks in the in the uh, the newspaper building, which I, I think which I think is so ironic because how many times has. Uh, things been set on fire with the newspaper. <laughs> how, many, how many cigarettes and marijuana? How many bongs were 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 lit using? I don't know. Uh, 
it's <laughs> it's the state of uh it's the state of media now in western mass uh yeah. where you used to be able to get your newspaper now uh now it's just everyone down there uh smoking weed and <laughs> hanging out having a good time it's like the 70s back at that office <laughs> uh, yeah no i'm i'm excited for uh for these guys to uh to pair up and and uh and do a little sponsorship with us um and uh we're gonna it's gonna be a packed crowd so uh, yeah. and I, if anyone wants any more info on any of this, um, you can go to my Instagram or my uh, Facebook. The Instagram is preferable. Um, it's Marty Caproni, M-A-R-T-Y-C-A-P-R-O-N-I, Catholic Baseball Caproni, like Ray Cerrone. Um, and this weekend we have Ray Harrington at the Comedy Club, which you might be like, I don't know if I've heard of him. He's been on Conan and a few things, but he's not a household name yet, but he's one of those guys that he's about to be, he should be. He is absolutely fantastic. You will get all of your money's worth and then more, uh, coming to that show this week and Friday and, and, Saturday. and he may be, uh, on the phone this week. Yeah. I think he's going to probably do uh, Thursday or Friday. Uh, he's going to do a phone in with us and uh, great dude. Very, very funny. So that is one not to miss. It's uh, just about 6.56 with Bax. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. With Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, my tax return gets filed later today at the very last possible moment. I believe it'll be the IRS who may wonder, is that all there is? Sure, I may seem like a flourishing financial success to you, but I think if you were to peel back the curtain of my 1040EZ, you might wonder, well, where the hell's the rest of it? Well, I can assure you that based upon certain regulatory requirements imposed upon by my employer, by the federal government, and the realities of the subsequent tax code, there is no other financial reserve. I'm simply a dude who seems like a baller, but in reality has no balls at all. The same could not be said of quarterback Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles, who as of yesterday became the highest paid player in NFL history. And the Eagles have given the guy a new five-year contract extension worth a reported $225 million. $179 million of which is totally guaranteed. That puts Jalen Hurts at a record-busting $51 million a year. Has Jalen Hurts ever won a Super Bowl? No, he has not. In fact, he has never seen the inside of one. Does he have a long history of throwing completed passes? No, he does not. In fact, there were 12 other guys who did better than he did. Did he lead the league last year in scoring touchdowns? Nope, he didn't do that either, as there were 13 other quarterbacks who did better than him. What about total yardage? Nope, that guy came in 10th. In fact, Jalen Hurts didn't lead the NFL in a single offensive category, and yet he'll be making more than Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, hell, even Tom Brady wasn't making $51 million last season, and yet somebody decided that Jalen Hurts deserved to be the highest paid player in the NFL. That means he will be making $980,769.23 per week to be outplayed by the two-time Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs, who's only getting paid $865,384.61 per week. That's a difference of $115,384.61 per week. That And even that is more than $40,000 greater than Mac Jones is making per paycheck. And yet, here's Jalen Hurts making more than all of them guaranteed if that makes any sense to you please let me know because i can give you a hundred at least a 51 million reasons why it doesn't 
But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Feed the Cardinals. Nourish the nut hatches. Buy one, get one bag of birdseed at Rockies. I'm looking at this deal at Rockies.com. You can check out the Rockies app or pick up a flyer at any Rockies Ace Hardware location. What's the sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 708 and Aerosmith. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Marty Caproni is uh, filling in for the rest of the week. Uh, Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com will be joining us after 8. And also later on this morning, we will have a four-pack of tickets to see the Springfield Thunderbirds. Game 1 of their Calder Cup uh, playoff series with the Hartford Wolfpack begins tomorrow night. And uh, Nate Costa will be here tomorrow to talk about that and what they got planned for the opening of the playoffs. Well, uh, I'm sure they have something planned, right? They're always doing something. Dollar beers, free hot dogs. Yeah, they, they rarely ever make it just another night. Right. You know, on 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 any level. I got to be honest. Uh, I keep saying it, but what a good job they have done with this team. I mean, when they when they were taking over, it looked like we were losing the franchise. It looked like Springfield was going to be franchiseless. Well, you know, it, uh, no disrespect to, to Bruce Landon because I love the guy. Yeah. And, you know, the, that guy kept... You know, hockey sure. in Springfield for much longer than most people yeah. thought he would. So you got to give him credit for that. And if it had not been for Bruce Landon, there would be no Springfield Thunderbirds. That's a fact. That is a fact. But you know this this ownership group, which you know is all local people. Is it? Is it? Yeah, it's it's predominantly you know all locals that that bought into the franchise, and it's you know some pretty powerful people around town that 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 are part of that group. But, you know, they, they put Nate in charge of running the day-to-day operation of this team. And the guy has done a phenomenal job because, you know, it used to be you go to a, a, you go to a hockey game and it's just the game. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much that's all the, there is. Right. With, with the Thunderbirds, I mean, they've really kind of created this festival atmosphere where you can have a great time. Without even going into the Mass Mutual Center, this is this is a fact, right? It's uh, totally a it's fact. It's an experience now, and uh, that's what sports is really becoming, anyways. Is entertainment, right? I mean, not just here, everywhere. I, I do you spend any time on TikTok? Or? Sure. Okay. There's this group in uh, Georgia called the Savannah Bananas. They are a a baseball team in Georgia, right? And what they learned was there was no money in just having a baseball game. But if they made the game entertaining, people would come. They have their own league now. They, they're not even in the league they were in. These guys, I'm sure I'm going to get a correction from some. That same guy is going to be like, yeah, ah, correcting your Actually, they weren't in a league. Um, but they, they, they do things in between the innings. They the, the players do funny things. They're almost like a Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. It's really fun to watch. Well. You know, a, a lot of minor leagues. Baseball is a great example because right. there's more, you know, there's more minor league teams in the country than maybe anything else. But um, minor league baseball figured that out years, years ago. Yeah, that you know, if you're not a AAA affiliate, you know, with guys who are like you know this close to going up to the majors, and you're dealing with double A, single A ball, the best way to bring people in is to give them a full experience yeah and that's what a lot of teams figured out early on is that the best way to get them here is to make sure that they have a great time and oh yeah a baseball game's going to happen too right and the thunderbirds have combined some or somehow the uh 
the idea of entertainment and also putting a quality product on the ice, which is that's the recipe, right? I mean, yeah, everyone wants to see a winner. You know what? We, I mean, every time you have this discussion, uh, hold on, let me just see if I look up something real quick. Every time you have the discussion about Springfield hockey, yep. the thing that people always focused on was attendance because yep. attendance had been so low. But if you go around uh, the AHL today, uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds have had tremendous, uh, y- y- you know, uh, attendance, attendance, considering the size of the Mass Mutual Center. Sh- sure. I mean, you know, the Mass Mutual Center holds about 6,600 6, people for hockey. They averaged 6,100 people per game, which is... Almost sold out every game. Almost sold out. Now, here's here's the thing. You go down to the bottom of the list. What do you, who do you think it's going to be? Bottom of the list, I'm going to go with someplace warm. No. Actually, it's <laughs> not at the uh, – well, actually, yes. The bottom is San Jose, there you California. Go. Nailed it. You're right. Nailed it. They can only get like 2,100 people at When it's game. 85 and sunny, no one's thinking about hockey. That's uh, my theory. But even the Hartford Wolfpack, okay, who they're playing on, uh, on Wednesday. Boo. Tomorrow. No, I'm just kidding. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, who cares about the Wolfpack? But the Wolfpack. And you figure, okay, well, you know, it's hard for uh, sure. you know, they're so much bigger than Springfield, which they're not, but they're so much bigger. It's such a bigger city, it's capital city. They only uh, average forty six hundred people, yeah, at their games. And that Springfield's a, kicking their ass, right? And that's a bigger that's a bigger population center. I think that's a credit, like you said, to the ownership, to the job Nate's doing, and also I think uh, some has to be thrown to our friends at uh, MGM too. Uh, they've really done a good job making downtown palatable for people to go down there for for entertainment. You know? I get, you know, one of the things that uh, that we did this year during the Mayflower Marathon, I was so happy to have them involved because. Uh, that was awesome, by the way. Not to say I'm grinding an axe with uh, the fellows over at the Basketball Hall of Fame, but what a great job MGM did. <laughs> no, I know. Plenty they, of parking. No, I mean, <laughs> MGM, yeah, plenty of parking. They were always saying, hey, we have plenty of space, and uh, you're not taking spaces away from any one of the vendors inside. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but the, 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 the partnership that we had with MGM was great, but also the, the partnership with the Thunderbirds. Yeah, and one of the things that they did this year, which they've never done before, and it was it was so much fun, was basically that that game that Wednesday night before Thanksgiving was a Mayflower Marathon night. That's huge, and it was awesome. So you know, Steve and I got to drop the the first puck. Oh, man, how was, was that? Fun. Yeah, it's it was. Be fun. Steve brought his kids out on the ice uh, with us. It was really, it was really, really cool. And then you know, you stand next to these two behemoths on skates. Yeah. These one of them are like ten feet tall. <laughs> Here we are, two, you know, you, two, two, two not tubbies, the most tubbies. athletic guys. They're not exactly the most athletic guys, <laughs> but uh, but we also went on the fan bony. That was kind of yeah, cool. Pretty cool. With the uh, you know we had Barry Krieger on it with us and oh. a bunch of other uh, mucky mucks. <laughs> Barry Krieger, ba- the Kriegs was with the us. Kriegs was out, and so we were on the and you know they, it was just there were just a bunch of things they did. Yeah, yeah. To to not only raise more money for the open pantry, but I mean just it's the kind of thing that. Uh, you know they were very very anxious to be a part of which which shows you that this is you know this is an organization that really actually cares about yeah springfield it's not to say that previous iterations of springfield hockey didn't of course they did but the resources that they provided with this team are a little deeper and yeah. and you know we we couldn't have been more appreciative of what they of what they did. It was awesome. Well, and I think that they've really made effort to reach out to the community. I, I know some of my friends have done, like my buddy John uh, Berman, who's a really talented musician. I know he got to play his saxophone for the national anthem for mm-hmm. one of them. 
um, they're they're constantly making inroads into the community uh, with schools and, and stuff like that with uh, tickets. So the kids actually like to go out to the games too. You yeah. Know? Um, my uh, my daughter had her first date and uh, ever, and that was uh, at a Thunderbirds game. Really? Yep. Yep. That's they, cool. Yeah. And I asked how it was, and she said it was uh, it was a great night. She said they had I think it was like dollar popcorn night or something like that. They had some something going, and uh, said it was constant entertainment, uh, which is which is that's what you want for your kids. You know, I remember, Bax. I don't. I, this is probably before. For your time here, when it was the Springfield Indians, okay. yes, I was. Uh, I came after the Indians had yeah. uh, closed up shop, right? And uh, they used to have Jim Dandy's as a sponsor, which was a a chicken chain, a fried chicken. I remember chain Jim Dandy? And they used to do a thing where they'd say. Uh, when the Indians win by three goals or more and they get brave, you get chicken. And then the whole crowd would say, and a roll. And they'd say, that's right. If the Indians win by three games or more, you take your ticket stub to any Jim Dandies this evening and you will receive a two-piece chicken meal and a roll. roll. And that, for the people who are, are listening old school, will remember that. <laughs> that stupid promotion is so ingrained in my childhood. And I think probably the childhood of everybody else that I know. Yeah. Um, that <laughs> that there was nothing when it was the Falcons. There was nothing like that. You know what I mean? Yep. But now they now they have that stuff going. They have T-shirt cannons. They like you said, they make it an experience, which what you need to do to keep kids entertained. Well, you know, remember a couple of years ago when there was talk of having a minor league baseball team yes. in Springfield? They're going to knock down that Northgate Plaza, which at yes. the time I think was a liquor store, a wig shop, and a save and a, know, and a and a, and a rent a center. And I'm going to be honest, I knew the guys who own Northgate Discount Liquors, my buddy Al, yeah. my buddy John. They were great guys, good business owners. I really felt bad for them because they had a they had a pretty successful business down there. And they got squeezed out of that spot, and then nothing happened with it. It's nothing. still there. That's that's you know, unfortunately, that's unfortunately true. Right. I thought, and there were a lot of people didn't agree with this. I thought it was actually a really good idea, and people were thinking, "Well, you got to have a Red Sox affiliate." No, no, you really don't. And it's very much the same concept as the as the the, the Thunderbirds. If you had <clears throat> if you had an owner coming in and they built a stadium downtown, yep. It didn't matter whether it was a Red Sox affiliate or not. I mean, how many affiliates have, uh, have Springfield Hockey had over the last yeah. 15 years? At least yep. 10 different affiliations. The one with St. Louis right now is a great one. But nevertheless, it was it would not have been the most necessary thing. If you could have attached that festival atmosphere right. around the event. And I thought, and having been other minor league you know, ballparks, you know, like you're in the Midwest and stuff like that, like well, you, this... There's things you could have done that would have made that a real good idea, but people squashed that uh, that whole concept. Well, listen, I'm not a city planner, but I'm going to go back to one of our earlier discussions when I was filling in a couple weeks ago. Uh, when they do put in the uh, Baxendale Caproni Tunnel <laughs> on 91 and bury that underground so that we can have a riverfront, yep. it would be great for like uh, MGM uh, to put up a nice stadium right there on the river. You know what I mean? Like a little mini uh, Pittsburgh or San Francisco right there. Yeah. It would be great. And you could have the Springfield slot machine or whatever uh, whatever the, the name is that they sponsor for the team. And I think you're right. I think that the, now you're at a place where the more stuff downtown, it starts to make more sense, right? You there's, know, well, there's been conversation in the last couple of weeks. There's like five properties in Springfield yep. downtown that are looking to be, uh, you know, rebuilt or uh, yep. refurbished or whatever. You've got that hotel 
uh, at Court Square. That's not that's proceeding pretty well. Yep. There's a couple other buildings that I would like to see something happen. Sure. That uh, I mean, it would be nice to see the Hippodrome finally get worked on. I mean, that that has taken way too long to get uh, that cooking. My business partner, Mike Barrasso, who now owns uh, Speedy Garage Door Service, was mm-hmm. the uh, gentleman who had that vision to make the Hippodrome what it was and invested his own money him and steve stein they they put millions into that place and if you remember in the early 2000s late 90s that was the cornerstone of the nightlife in downtown springfield that that well that and the stonewall (laughs) (laughs) nice place stonewall nice great place if you wanted to buy a single cigarette for a for a quarter over the bar i (laughs) I don't believe it's an operation anymore the stonewall I, i hope some I hope the day they reopen it that they they allow us to be the first ones to through the door. Yeah, and I'm learning that you have to be careful what you say about local business on here because it really does impact their business positively when you mention it, but uh, negatively that would be. <laughs> yeah, no. Listen, I don't want to get a letter from the Stonewall Tavern like, we're, we're, listen, fine, we're putting bacon hash on the menu. <laughs> we got to keep this thing open. We're taking <laughs> with, Evans, chunks of, <laughs> with chunks of bacon and not the thin strips. We're taking Evans Egg House bacon hash <laughs> recipe and we're doing uh, we're doing bacon hash night, um, but. Uh, that that was a cornerstone of downtown Springfield, and then you know again, it's like one of those things where they 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 took that place over, and they really haven't done a lot with it, and it is still a beautiful facility. If they just the the bones of that place, yes, have got a lot of potential. Right, I always have, but right. you know it's. It's like any other building. If it's not, you know, maintained over time, you know, it, it falls into great disrepair and then it becomes something really difficult. It's an eyesore, right? Yeah. But, and- but you know, so when I came to town, I remember going to a couple of shows that were at the, when it was the Paramount. Yeah. It was the 50 cent one, right? Sure. Where he threw the water and got the- No, no. <laughs> actually, uh, I think we saw Steve Winwood. Oh. And then I think there was a Joe Cocker show we went to. Oh, wow. And it was packed. And it was, and it was a great, a great couple of shows, but it was like, you know, this is a really nice jewel of of the city and right. then you know obviously the, the the hippodrome you know came back and then uh you know that was a pretty uh central that was club for a while yep. and then and then you know like any other you know bar it becomes some sometimes hard to maintain something of that size and so you know it would be nice to see that one kind of you know get a, a a new fresh you know life here's another thing that i'm predicting all right i know the guy i don't know him i've never met him but i think it's like Eric, is it Lesser? The the Eric Lesser. Yeah, he's been big on this commuter rail thing, you know. And of course, that wasn't high on the priority list out here because we've had a bus route that goes there forever. But now, let's say that the interest may be aligned to having commuter rail out here if there's a casino there, right? Yeah. Um, you see what's happening in Worcester. There's a re like a a rebirth in Worcester. And I think if we look down the the road a little bit with Springfield and we go maybe 5, 10, 15 years down the road, they're going to extend that commuter rail out here. And then you're going to have money from Boston coming out this way. You're going to have Springfield really a different city than what we remember it being. There are many people that got this claustrophobic view of what needs to happen right in their hometown I and mean, it doesn't necessarily need to be springfield it could be any town sure it's like it's very hard to imagine that ex, you know immediate expense is going to have long-term benefits right but it does and there are certain things that are absolutely true about any rebirth of a city uh better infrastructure for 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 travel yep. 
uh, you know, better schools you know, or in investment in colleges, right. college campuses. Which we have. Which we most certainly have. Right. And there's a couple other things that uh, that are there, too, that you know don't necessarily involve casinos. Although I think in some ways you're seeing certain things slowly start to develop, not because of MGM, but MGM has certainly sparked some of the interest in, in getting that area to to be uh, to be to be looked at seriously, and you know long long term, I think you're right. I think bringing commuter rail through Springfield makes a lot of sense. Game changer. Now all of a sudden, you know, when uh, your housing and everything in Springfield, when you could buy a three decker house for fifty grand, now all of a sudden someone from Boston comes out here and throws some money around, it raises the whole market. Next yep. thing you know. You know, now you have more tax rolls, more right. revenue. You can do more with crime and fighting. You know, having the police and and uh, and all that stuff. It really does go hand in hand. I and I feel you know. And again, like I, I'm a self-professed idiot, so I know nothing about city planning <laughs> or or much about anything. But I do think that one of those one of those uh, ingredients, if you will, to a city on the comeback is great arts, great entertainment, great restaurants, great nightlife. When when we talked about uh, the last time you were here about you know dropping ninety one underground, that's and I yeah. and I told you the story of uh, of Buddy Cianci coming through yes. Springfield, pulling yeah. the car over, looking at the Memorial Bridge, and say, "Why is there a highway blocking the view of this beautiful bridge?" Yep. If there was ever a guy that kind of uh, that not kind of who definitely understood the value of waterfront property and how to restore. A city, yeah. Even though the man was as crooked as a stick, sure. Even though all those he got things, stuff done, though, yeah, he, all those things were true. He did right by the city of Providence, yep. Because of exactly that, he made it easy for restu restaurants uh, yep. to operate. In fact, he did. He bent over backwards to yep. increase, uh, you know, the, the the quality and the amount of of licenses to operate restaurants. Yep. Some of the best restaurants in New England are in Providence to. To this day, I would say Providence and Portland; those are my two Absolutely. sleeper picks for. And then he also did a lot to to reintroduce art into the he, city of Providence. He did, and those two things wind up being kind of a, a kickstarter for all of it. Yeah, they 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 put those canals in and everything, and I thought yeah. to myself, "Look at this crook." Just putting a connect, his getting his buddy who's got a contracting company or concrete company, just be like, we're gonna turn everything into canals. Yeah, and when, I was when, like, what is going on? When I, the gondolas. When I heard the, the the plan that he was gonna you know lift yeah. lift uh, uncover the river, yeah, I thought, how many bodies are gonna be floating around that river? <laughs> yeah, because there's a few in there that have never been found. Well, luckily he probably knew where they all were and was sending the DPW out <laughs> first to pick them up. But but you know what? That guy um, had that vision, and they now they do this thing in the summer called the water fires. Yep, where they light the water on fire. <laughs> That's the only way I can put it. They just and, in the Ohio River, you could do that just by throwing a match into <laughs> the river. <laughs> and and I w I was like, what a stupid event this is. You know, I get so angry about it because whenever I would do the comedy connection in Rhode Island, which by the way are our partners in uh, Loft Comedy Club, right. when I would do the uh, comedy connection. Um, I couldn't get a hotel around there for anything because they had the water fires. All the hotels would be sold out. I had yeah. to stay at the Johnson Motor Inn on Route 6 in Johnston, Rhode oh, Island. I, I would wish that on the worst person oh, in the world. All the people had hibachis outside their rooms. <laughs> I, I came in. They were like, oh, hey, welcome to the neighborhood. I'm like, I'm not moving in. I'm just here for the weekend. Look, 
fire lawn. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and I was at the comedy club, and I was talking about it, and this lady stood up, and she goes, we love the water fires. And I was like, where are you from? She's like, England. Yeah. And I was like, you came from England to Providence? First of all, I was like, how bad is your travel agent? You know, you, you have all these places you can go in the world. You like, want to see the pyramids in Egypt? No. We want to see them light water yeah. on fire. But you know what? I mean, it's, it's but a, they came. It, they came. It was a simple, right. low-cost idea yep. to, to basically put these floating baskets on the river and set them on fire. Right. That, that's all they had to do. And you're absolutely right. People go and, all summer long just pe- – think about this. People go to a city – and they stand outside at night and just, to watch something burn. Yes, yeah. Which and, 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 Hoyok very I'm jealous of. <laughs> very jealous if you're in Hoyok. Hoyok like, could figure out a way. He's like, we do that too. They're called the mill fires. They're not, they're not so organized so much as organized. Uh, but uh, we have them every summer, almost every night. It's 728 with Bax and Nagel. I'm Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Hi. 734 <clears throat> with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102 with Marty Caproni. It's time for news. And uh, the big story today, Boston Marathon, uh, Kenya's Evan Shabet defending his championship, placed first in the 2023 Boston Marathon yesterday, uh, finished with the third fastest time in history, two hours, five minutes, and 54 seconds. He pulled off the win uh, yesterday in the 127th running of the Boston Marathon. Kenya's Helen Osando Obiri. Also of uh, Kenya, placed first in the uh, the marathon and the women's uh, elite side race. She finished in uh, two hours, 21 minutes, and 38 seconds. And uh, Switzerland's Mar- Marcel Hoog uh, continued his dominance in the wheelchair division, finishing at a, uh, at the, at a world record time of one hour, 17 minutes, and six seconds. Uh, this is now his sixth time uh, winning. So there you go. Kenyans, who could have saw that coming? I, you know, I, I said, I said yesterday that there was a pretty good chance that it would be one from somebody <laughs> from out of town, and damn it, if we were only able to bet, somebody would have won real, real money. We would have had a lock. One of the other articles I saw was that uh, Bruins defenseman uh, Zdeno Chara ran his first marathon yeah. as a retiree, and he finished in three hours and thirty-eight minutes. That's and, not bad for your first time. Yeah, and I think he would have finished even faster. If it wasn't for the fact that every time someone cut him off, he pulled the bib over their head and just beat them senseless <laughs> and then kept running. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to cross-check anybody into the glass in the Boston Marathon. It's hard for him to separate the two sports <laughs> is what I'm getting at. The, uh, the big story uh, today, and I don't know if you uh, saw this, uh, McDonald's made a big announcement yesterday. They are upgrading their burgers by including uh, things like more pillowy uh, buns, uh, perfectly melted cheese, extra cheese, and for Big Macs, it will now be more than just a squirt of uh, special sauce. It will be smothered lovingly oh, in, uh, in, uh, in the special sauce. Now, I'm going to say this. Uh, none of the other burgers are grandfathered in. So that burger that has fallen in between your seats and your car that's still there is mm-hmm. going to still be the same old-fashioned traditional McDonald's burger. But all the uh, new ones going forward, they say, are going to be better. They'll also be adding white onions to the burger patties while they're still on the grill to enhance the overall flavor. Uh, it already is melting in my mouth just thinking about it. They're, uh, they're doing what I like to call the white hot approach. To the, uh, <laughs> yes, to except, except these will be so much better. <laughs> will um, they? They're also bringing back the Hamburglar well, uh, in their marketing of the uh, the new burgers. 
It, it, this is true. The hamburger. The hamburger is coming back. I thought he got out during the pandemic because he was uh, he was robbing um, a lot of that uh, COVID money, that uh, the pandemic money there, the PPE. <laughs> but apparently, he... that ran out. So now the hamburger's back into his original business of uh, stealing hamburgers. Uh, the Mardi Gras is uh, is auctioning off a lot of the great things that were inside that building from as far back as nineteen seventy something. Uh, offering as uh, including a 97-inch, uh, 97-inch, think about the size of that, a uh, spinning exotic dancer pole made of pure brass and comes with an additional pole section. So if it's not 97 that's going to tickle your fancy, maybe it's 120, 135 or it's bigger. actually 84 inches when it's cold, uh, that pole. <laughs> that happens to the best of us. <laughs> the... Uh, the uh, winning bid, the, the top bid as of uh, Monday afternoon, four dollars. That's that you know, for for real brass. That's a that's a steal. You couldn't get. You went to like a brass salvage yard. Yeah. You'd be lucky to find something that big for only four bucks. Listen, somewhere out there, we have some listeners that are working together in a warehouse that are like twenty year old guys that also have an apartment with six of their friends. You guys need to pool together your money and you need to buy that piece of history and put it up in your apartment. You know, uh, the sign is uh, is is for sale, uh, and include the high bid for the outdoor sign yeah. on Taylor Street, uh, one thousand four hundred seventy five dollars so far. Now, That's... can you imagine going home to your wife with that sign? Say, honey, <laughs> it's for my man cave. It's for my man cave. <laughs> now, hear me out before you judge. Uh, also, the uh, the sign for the uh, for table dances. At the uh, the I'm on the uh, the the Adams uh, auction yeah. uh, site now. The uh, the sign for table dances the high bid right now five hundred and ten dollars. Wow. Again, imagine going to your wife and saying, "Honey, this is the other thing I want to get from my man cave." It's going in the garage. The kids aren't going to see it. Yeah, it's the, <laughs> yeah. Kids will not be allowed. I I I guess this is it, right? They're that's it. They're done. They're they're out at at this point. There's no coming back once you once you sell the. The table dancing sign, right? I mean, yeah, I know. I mean, there's the the X room outdoor sign. That's a two hundred bucks. Uh, yeah, there's, got some, there's some amazing things here that uh, really, yeah, I just hate to see. Even, I'm, I'm looking at the pictures now. Yeah, because you know, I'm seeing the article. You know, I've never seen the place with the lights on inside. But there's some real beautiful features in there. That ceiling and the that wrought iron. Mm -hmm. um, it looks almost like it's New Orleans or something. That, that yeah, it's 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 actually all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I you know I never really stopped to appreciate the history while I was in there. Well, I always found that uh, a darkened room for yeah gentlemen's entertainment is actually uh, for the benefit of the customer. A solid idea. <laughs> I don't think you want to see that stuff in broad daylight. No, I no. really, I really, really, truly don't. That's why when you know some clubs were always well lit. Always best to kind of you know squint your yeah. eyes a little bit or you know wear very dark sunglasses. Yeah, that way you can't see the scars. You know what I mean. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, that auction goes uh, from uh, until uh, April twenty second, and uh, the problem is that the winning bidders have to remove the stuff from the property by the twenty fourth. So if you're going to get the big sign, you got to be ready to get that off the property by the 24th what do you think someone's doing with that sign who bid on it what do you what do you honestly think? do you think they're they're thinking they're going to open their own somewhere else or something and that's why or? uh no i don't i don't uh, i well i mean it's it's possible but i mean are you gonna 
you gonna you going to take that? I mean, it's not like they did at Geraldine's, right. you know, when they didn't take the the you know the the Geraldine's Longview sign from uh, West Springfield all the way out to the Chickabee. He's called the Wrinkle Ranch. The Wrinkle Ranch. Uh, Wednesdays and Sundays. Yeah, that was a hell of a place too. <laughs> Do you remember they used to have a thing on Sundays there? I remember when I was twenty one. Uh, me and my buddies all went. It was called Selectrocution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you remember that? I do. You know, you may not remember Jim Dandy. Uh, you get chicken in a roll, but <laughs> you remember the important parts of our cultural history like Selectrocution. <laughs> I was uh, the very first time I was there. This goes back, oh, I don't know, 96, 95. Yep. It, goes, it goes back very, very far. And uh, Station had an event there or or something like that. I, or, I, or we were there with friends. I was there for some reason. My wife was there with me. Uh, and uh, some woman who I don't know comes right up to me and propositions me hard. Like oh, right it there. was like it was like it was almost if I wrote it down or said it on the air, <laughs> I could be fired for obscenity and I'm, fine. Right. And yeah. and uh, she said something. Uh, I I can't even paraphrase it comfortably. It's that bad. Yes, and okay. but you know, I yeah, you have to take it as a compliment because I think she meant it that way. Uh, well, how did your wife feel about that? Well, so that was my Honey. reaction because when the when the woman said that, she, I said, "Well, I don't know. I'll have to go ask my wife. She's right here." And you know that kind of ended ended the conversation at the time. But it's like you know that that's that's like one of those indelible memories you just never ever forget. Oh well, I mean. Of all the memories that I have of Geraldine's, uh, being uh, improperly propositioned by a lady twice my age was one of them. Oh, then this might have been the same it lady. Might she be was the same. clearly we'll have to compare notes off stage. Yeah, I think she was clearly a retiree. Was the phrase "parking lot" in there at all? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No, all right, all no. Right. Uh, but something about a New York minute was uh, was <laughs> was mentioned. That's a pretty good paraphrase. Think the mm. people following along at home. That's the it. best I can give you, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a South Valley man was arrested for firearms charges after officials were called to the Riverboat Village Apartments for an unknown chemical substance. Oh, they know. They're just not telling us. Yeah. South Hadley police uh, told 22 News and firefighters were called into the apartment complex around 1255 on Sunday for an unknown chemical substance within an apartment. Uh, 22 had spoken uh, to people in the apartments so that it was a very scary experience. The officials found and seized numerous noxious chemicals which were destroyed in an off-site location but south hadley police and fire received assistance from the commonwealth of massachusetts state fire marshal the department of fire services hazardous materials emergency response division the department of fire services joint hazardous incident response team the massachusetts state the police uh detective unit uh Massachusetts State Police Crime Scene Services, the Massachusetts State Police Fire and Explosive Investigation Section, and the Massachusetts Department for Environmental Protection. There had to be some wonderful stuff going on in this apartment. If this happened yesterday, that was a holiday, so all those guys were getting time and a half. Well, it was, it was Sunday, so they're probably getting uh, a weekend double time, oh, right? Yeah, look at that. No, no truth to the fact that the guy was just polishing his nails while he was cleaning his <laughs> assault rifle? I don't think... I don't think that's true. Uh, chronic absenteeism for the district's youngest uh, students in Orange have resulted in a higher number of kindergarten students than usual being recommended for retention, according to school administrators. Oh. The superintendent of schools in Orange uh, said that of the 75 current kindergarten kids at Fisher Hill Elementary and Dexter Park Innovation Schools, the district is recommending that 20 of them be held back for the year. 
Uh, that's approximately uh, 29% of the class. Oh, no, I'm sorry, 27% of the class. <laughs> you're, you're being held back now. Um, I, any truth to the fact that those kids could be being held back because they were all out in the hospital from the spicy gum that we talked about the last time I was in here? Because that was orange, wasn't uh, it? It was orange, but I don't know if those are the kindergarten kids. <laughs> I think they, they were elementary school kids. But uh, apparently the deal is, uh, you know, because of COVID and absenteeism, they feel like they got to hold know, the kids back. But that's 20 of them. That is a lot. That's like half the population of the town. That's yeah, like Orange that. is a small town. Yeah, but that's almost uh, double what they normally hold yeah. back in kindergarten the, I, <laughs> in Orange schools. <laughs> who's, know, running, who's running that school system? The people of East Hampton? There's two. <laughs> those ladies? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, you know, as a, as a guy who was constantly threatened throughout grade school of being held back, um, I have to say... <laughs> You know, the flip side of this is at least you don't feel like the lone dumb kid in the class. You got 19 of your friends with you, you know? Right, true. I was always the only kid that was like, oh, there's the slow kid. <laughs> I, I went to Cathedral High School, as I like to say, and uh, I think I finished uh, 481 out of a class of 482. Or no, it was 480. I think one kid died and one kid moved away. So, you know. You know, I feel I feel uh, yeah. at least those kids are in company, you know, and, you know, what are you going to do out there in, in Orange? You know, what are your options to, to I mean, I mean, just either studying with all the other 35 year olds in the first grade or <laughs> chewing gum. I guess all there is left. All the all the Ford F-150s in the parking lot of the guys who drove themselves to kindergarten. You're here to pick up your kid? Hey, we nope, have I'm, here to, today. I'm here for gym. <laughs> we have a half day today. I got to finish my buddy's roof on his barn. It's going to be cloudy today with a high of 55 tonight. Cloudy but clearing. Lower 36 and for tomorrow, partly cloudy and a high of 57. It's only 49 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 755 and Ozzy with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Steve is out uh, this week. Uh, he'll be back on Monday. Marty Caproni is going to be uh, sitting in. We have Steve Weissman coming up next hour. Also, your chance to win Thunderbird hockey tickets for go. game one of the Calder Cup playoffs against uh, Hartford. And then uh, tomorrow, Nate Costa from the Thunderbirds will be joining us. So that's... We got a we got a pretty stacked week here. For, we do. Uh, you know? We do. And I'm, uh, you know, if everything uh, holds uh, holds true... I may have a very interesting guest for later this week. Well, I, you keep telling me, and um, now my my interest is peaked. I'm really excited about this well, this guest. It uh, it may be a couple of members of maybe one of the most unique tribute bands in the country. That's all. That's all I will say. That's, oh. I, I don't want to get too far into it, but uh, right. there's some unique tribute bands oh, out there. This this one this one will make your your head spin. I got some great guesses. Okay, can I make a guess? Sure. Uh, Dread Zeppelin. No, but I've seen them. They're amazing, right? They're unbelievable. A reggae Led Zeppelin cover band. Yes. Uh, which is, you know, that with, shows with, you the power with, of weed. Sung by an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the whole amazing. thing. And I've, se- I've seen them live. Yeah. And I, and I interviewed them years ago, like you know, long before I got here. That guy, the singer, yeah. Tortelvis. Tortelvis <laughs> is his name? Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, just a total, total showman. You gotta be. Yes, absolutely. To sing Led Zeppelin, no matter what style of music yeah. it is. All right, so that's not without. Here's my my last guest. Yeah, Mini Kiss. 
No, but I would love to see those guys. I on my bucket list. Yeah, I mean, if if they're ever in the area, let's go. You we're, and me. We're going to mini kiss. <laughs> we'll, we're going to. You know what we'll do? We'll we'll put our shoes on our knees like uh, the dwarf on golf. Remember Tim Conway? <laughs> and we'll and we'll introduce them on stage. <laughs> That would be awesome. It's uh, <laughs> 7.57. It's Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, the Boston Marathon is over. While I'm sure it would have been a lot more interesting if the state of Massachusetts would have allowed you to bet on your favorite runner, they didn't. Instead, you missed out on capitalizing on the fact that Evan Shabet of Kenya was the winner of back-to-back Boston Marathons. Evan's not only won for the second straight year, he was also the winner of the New York City Marathon last year, too. And for the effort, he takes home a check of $150,000, which I should point out is some pretty sweet scratch once you do the U.S. dollar to Kenyan chilling conversion. I would do that for you, but that's hardly the point. What is the point is there are better ways to get from one end of Boston to the other without having to run all over the place. Perhaps I would have taken uh, 135 to 495 north, taken exit 58 to the Pike heading eastbound, take 133 to exit 9, which takes you right at the Copley Station. I would have also suggested taking the Green Line from Riverside past Newton Station, Longwood, and into Kenmore Station. Two more stops and you're practically there. But no, everybody wants to make this more difficult by running around the streets of Boston like they own the damn place. Now, if it were me, I would have also considered taking the Green Line from Heath past Brigham Circle through Northeastern, past the Prudential where you bypassed everything going on around Fenway. But nobody wants to listen to the fat guy with a map of the entire MBTA system committed to memory. Instead, you got a guy from out of town running around thinking he's got a better way. Except at the end of it, you still got to turn around and run all the way back to your car in Hopkinton. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Of course, if you're going to go home with a check of 20 million Kenyan shillings in your pocket, you can pretty much do whatever the hell you want, no matter how stupid it appears to be. Of course, there were delays in the green line yesterday, but I can't be the one to solve all your problems. But hey, and if my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. There are grills, and then there's the Traeger Timberline, wood-fired and total temperature control. The Traeger trim, uh, Timberline usually costs you 2100 bucks. Now the Timberline is on sale for $1,400 at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 808 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Steve is off uh, all week. Marty's filling in. And uh, on the phone is right now, you know, springtime scams are in the air. If you're looking to screw somebody you know, Steve Weissman is the guy to, to help you through it. <laughs> He's on the phone with us right now. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Good. You know, I teach at Bentley University, which is primarily a business college, and the most, co- the most popular course on campus is one that I teach called White Collar Crime. And my greatest fear is that I'm teaching the guys how to. So, so far, nobody's been convicted, so I, I, I guess that's a success. Well, you, the thing is, you had to teach at a good school. You couldn't go on to, a, like, a community college <laughs> or some trade school where, they, you know, the, where the, the, the chances are probably less. 
in 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 defense Maybe of the right. fu- future white collar criminals of America coming out of <laughs> Bentley. <laughs> I mean, it is a great business school, and uh, you know, screwing people out of money is a is a certifiable business. Yeah, it's, it's just not a legitimate one. It's just the American way. Yes, <laughs> it is America. <laughs> so I'm on scam aside. I'm looking at the uh, the scam of the day. The one for uh, for this morning is hackers stole more than 720 million passwords. Last year, um, there's only like uh, 718 million possibilities for passwords, aren't there? <laughs> and the thing is, you're damned if you do, you're damned if if you if you don't, because even if yours wasn't one of them that was stolen, if it's any word that appears to the dictionary uh, or anything simple like that, uh, there are programs that they can break these. In, you know, the hackers can break these in just a few seconds. The biggest lesson here is. It's not a matter of when your password's going to be uh, stolen, or if, it's when your password's going to be stolen. Because so many places that you have passwords are going to be hacked. And so what you have to do is you really have to have a unique password uh, for all of, uh, each and all of your accounts. If you really want to get uh, the bejesus scared out of you, go to a site called Have I Been Pawned? And pawned is P-W-N-E-D, not P-A. This site, and it's a legitimate site, you type in your email address, and it will give you the list of all of the sites where your information uh, has been stolen and where there have been data breaches. And I remember looking at this, and I'm talking to my computer. I'm going, no, no. (laughs) So you really, you, you can use a password manager, uh, which is good, but password managers, you know, it's shown to be vulnerable. I like to do something where uh, you take a phrase like, I don't like passwords. Then you add a couple of exclamation points, and you've got a good base for a password. So your Amazon could be, I don't like passwords, two exclamation points, AMA. And that way you've got something unique uh, that uh, you will remember and that won't be easily hacked. So let me ask you this, because I, and, and now that you talk about this, I'm thinking, well, maybe this is a major mistake on my part. When you, when you create a new password, either on your laptop or, or your phone, and it, the computer asks you whether you want to save this password for future use, should I say yes or should I say no and always enter it manually? Yeah, you know, when you're, if you're doing it on your own computer, uh, certainly the most prudent thing would be not to save it, uh, but you can, I do. But when you're going to a site where it's just going to be convenient, particularly something like uh, Amazon, where they're always going to be a, a target of hackers, don't leave your, your password on file there. Because if you do that, that does put you uh, in jeopardy. Could, could I make my password Steve Weissman terrifies me one <laughs> dot com? Yeah. You. That was been used. It, actually, one of the interesting things is they've done these studies of the hackers. You know, the most popular password for hackers is password. Yeah, they don't even give a whatever. My other thought while you were talking about everyone should go to this website and type in their email address was, I'm going to create that website dot net right now and just have yep. everybody putting. I'm now paranoid. Yeah. I'm, one thirty-four well, seconds yeah, in, know, I'm paranoid. 
even paranoids have enemies. And what's, what's kind of interesting is when you look at all of these data breaches, there aren't that many brilliant cyber criminals, the Lex Luthers out there. What happens is the Interpol once said there were only about, and probably more now, only about 100 criminal geniuses. But their business model, hopefully none of them went to Bentley, is that they create this malware that's going to uh, cause all of these data breaches. They do the data breach, and then they've got thousands, 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 maybe even millions of uh, passwords and other personal information. They go on the dark web, that part of the Internet where uh, the bad guys buy and sell goods and services, and they sell this in batches to less sophisticated criminals. So uh, there aren't that many brilliant ones out there, but they're able to maximize their profit and uh, go get us this way. It's so funny you bring this up. It was online this morning, and there was a story that popped up about this guy. He is a hacker. And the story was, here are the worst things I found on the dark web. Uh-huh. And they have a picture of this guy. And he's sitting in a, like a, in like a TV studio. And it's all dark behind him. And the spotlight is on him. And he's, he's there with his mustard-stained T-shirt and his flip-flops <laughs> and his, his jam shorts that he bought in 1991. And I'm thinking, I got to be afraid of this guy? <laughs> yeah. like, and yet, the more think-, think about it, that's exactly the guy I should be afraid of. Yeah, and a lot of them look a a lot better than that, and they're organized. I'm certainly not advising people to go on the dark web, which you can by going to Tor, but that's not going to take you. (laughs) Which you can by going to (laughs) Tor.com. It's very simple to type in your password. (laughs) Exactly. But that won't necessarily take you to the specific bad guy dark websites. But they are. There was one that I really liked. I used to use. I use the school computer, so I wouldn't use mine to get to it. And it was called Joker's Stash. And they had sales. They had tech support. Uh, they had, they had uh, special programs for loyalty programs. I mean, the thing was operated so incredibly well. They even have a online court. If the hacker has a complaint against another hacker or provider of malware, they will provide a judicial system to deal with it. I mean, some of these guys are tremendous professionals. You know, there's a reason that scam artists are called artists. I am. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm taking a flight in uh, in a couple of months, and um, I've got a connecting flight. And I and I know, <laughs> I know me. Uh, when I'm on a flight, I love. Uh, I love ignoring the uh, the warning to turn off your cell phone, and I play with it anyway. <laughs> and um, and I know that during a connect uh, a connection where I got to get off the plane, the first thing I got to do is recharge my phone. And you. You sent us some uh, something here that that uh, also scares the living bejesus out of us. The uh, FBI has issued a warning against. Uh, phone chargers at airports and other public places so what is that about and i should or should i just leave my phone in my checked luggage and ignore it no this actually this is this is a really bad one but it's also an easy one to avoid and uh, the fbi calls this juice jacking which well, we'll leave that as as it may. But the idea is this problem's been around since about 2011, but the FBI and the FCC are saying that it does appear to be worse right now. When when you go to a any kind of a uh, phone charger like you might find in the airports, and I was just flying this past weekend and watching people do this, 
you don't know if that charger is a legitimate one or if that legitimate one has been hacked. And if you connect your phone in there and uh, the bad guys have hacked it or it's one of the fake ones that the bad guys have put in there, which happens as well, they can steal all of the data, all of the passwords, all kinds of information from your phone, and it can, and it can really be bad. Even if, it's, even if it's your identity, Marty, it can really, really be bad. So the, the way around this is, you know, my motto, trust me, you can't trust anyone. So you just bring your own little charge charger and uh, you know you plug it into uh, an AC uh, unit uh, wall unit and you'll be okay but I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't trust one of the chargers that you see uh, in the airport Steve I really appreciate you directly addressing that to me just to increase <laughs> my well, anxiety it's great uh, Steve I have another question it's kind of unrelated but let's just say that uh, I cancel all my flights that I'm having for the next six months now and I want to live off the grid on a mountain somewhere up in, like, Leyden, Mass. Uh, can you help me live in a cabin in the woods without uh, having to use any technology whatsoever? Because now I am terrified. Um, yeah. I'm literally, this is how paranoid I'm at. I'm like, how, are we doing, how do we know we're not talking to one of those 100 criminal geniuses? And as soon as we hang up the phone, you put on your flip-flops and your jam shorts and your mustard-stained shirt, and you go back to taking over the world. Well, you know, as Beck said, as Beck has heard me say many times, things aren't as bad as you think. They're far worse. <laughs> you may not be talking to me because now with the artificial, uh, tech, artificial intelligence we have for voice cloning, if you can get 30 seconds of someone's voice from a, uh, a YouTube video uh, or anything, any kind of social media, you can use this very cheap, available artificial intelligence to clone a call. So it could be the scammer who's calling you uh, right now. It could also, where this is really up the stakes, is in the, the grandparent scam, where the grandparents get a, a call from the scammer in the middle of the night. There's an emergency. You've got to send me money. Now they can sound exactly like the, uh, like the child. So, Pre appreciate uh, you telling yeah. all of our listeners <laughs> that they can clone our voice. Make sure you listen to the musical yeah. podcast, Bax's yeah, musical right. yeah, podcast. Yeah, play, definitely use that. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So... <laughs> So today is is uh, because you know yesterday was the, uh, the the state holiday. Today is technically tax day in in Massachusetts, and we've talked time and time again about you know what the IRS will do and what they won't do. But there's another scam out there uh, from from last week. Uh, there are scammers posing as as TurboTax, so you can't even trust. <laughs> Great, you can't even trust Great. TurboTax. Yeah, I mean, this was one. This was one that really I went, ah, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> and so many people use TurboTax. Ninety-four percent of people uh, file electronically, and uh, what they do, what the bad guys do, is they're able to get a website or an email that looks just like it's coming from TurboTax. People trust it, and the thing is, you, whenever you get a phone call, a text message, an email that asks for information or to click on a link, you just you can't trust it because it's too good. So if you get that kind of a call that appears to be coming from TurboTax, tax, you don't trust it. You call their customer service number. You know, I used to teach uh, before I, I taught at uh, at Bentley. I taught in the state prison system, and uh, I, I had the good. Old Glad you're giving this info to the future <laughs> criminals. Make them smarter. Do that a good job. Oh, hey, yeah. so should, just just to stop you there. Are you telling me it's a problem that I uh, gave my credit card info and filed my taxes uh, with FurboTax? Are you telling me that's an issue? No. This year? 
No, as a matter of fact, thank you, Marty. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the old con men in prison used to complain, any kid now with a computer can do what took real talent in the past. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's true. I'll tell you, the best thing you can do for your income taxes uh, is the IRS now allows you to get a pin each year to put on your income tax return. So even if someone has your Social Security number, even if they file before you, they're not going to be able to use your identity for income tax identity theft. And that's something I think uh, the IRS hasn't told enough or made it known well enough, and everybody should do that. I think I speak for uh, Bax and everybody that we really appreciate you telling the youth of America <laughs> that they can do that. It's, it's, it's also great that you're saying it on vacation week when we have the kids listening. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You know, I mean, you, you, you did bring up you know, about AI and, uh, and, and you know, all the deep fake stuff that's out there. You know, I, I, I know that this is one of those things where at this moment in our society where we're faced with a technology that can either be used for good or used for pure, unadulterated evil. And right now, I'm feeling <laughs> like the evil is possibly going to win out on this one. How do people even protect themselves from having from having this stuff, uh, you, you, you know, scan them, you, whether taking the, you know, the voices or anything, how, how does anybody protect themselves from that? You know, realistically, they don't. And how you really have to do it is, unfortunately, today, being serious, you have to BS, be skeptical. You can't, any time you're going to be uh, asked for any kind of personal information, or even to rely on something that you get, uh, that you get as an an email or a text message, or you know, Facebook accounts being hacked is is one of the most profitable things on the dark web because people trust it when they uh, they get a uh, a message or a post from someone on Facebook. So, at this point, you've got to not trust anything you know back you and i have a have a mutual friend uh, from long meadow and uh, he sent me uh, a uh, a birthday card an e card and it said it was from michael and i don't trust it and i call him up michael did you send me a card and he goes yes you paranoid <laughs> and he said and i won't next year <laughs> So, yeah, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> even, as I said, even paranoids have enemies, but that's, that's what we have to be today. Any truth to the fact that I may have solved this issue by making oh, myself so financially unattractable <laughs> to anybody that, would, that they wouldn't want my identity? Because I've been working on this since I started comedy to really tank my credit rating and everything else. Um, is, is any truth to that defense at all or no? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, and perfect. The flip side of that, <laughs> See, I'll smart at everybody. That, Always three steps ahead of, of the curve. Some of the most, the most, the most valuable identities aren't like yours, mine, or Bax's, but their children, because the children's identity is clean. So what they do is they steal the identity. Kids are like 70% more likely to become a victim of identity theft. They steal their identity, and then they, they build a credit with it. They may even get a credit card and build up, build up, build up, and then, boom, they bust out. But uh, they start with something that's nice and clean. So you know, I think, Marty, you should be you should be profiting off of this. I think you should uh, offer to help people this way. I'm going to be starting my website. It's scamicide.net. <laughs> it's going to look just like yours. 
And it's going to it's going to expose people yeah. to all kinds yeah. of online crime. <laughs> it's for their own good. Yeah. That's right. Steve Weitzman uh, from scamaside.com. You should check out the website. There's a scam every single day and there's all kinds of stuff to it to read about that. Steve, I'm going to spend the rest of my day uh, juice jacking in the house. So, I don't <laughs> <laughs> Have a great one. <laughs> That's Steve Weiss with, with Bats and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 831 in the Clash with Bats and Nagel on Rock 102 with Marty Caproni, who's filling in for Steve all week. And uh, don't forget, we'll have some uh, Thunderbird hockey tickets for you a little bit later on this hour. I'm having fun filling in. Now I'm paranoid. I have a whole range of emotions this this morning. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I love Steve Weissman. He's a, he's a great, great guy. But every time we talk to him, I feel like a, a, you know paranoid and anxious. And <laughs> Try to tell everybody who follow me on Instagram and Facebook, but I'm going to probably wipe all those out now. <laughs> <laughs> completely go off the grid exactly you and uh you and steve are going to be doing a, a show together we are yeah we're doing a show at the shortstop in uh westfield i believe it's a charity show if i'm not mistaken for uh for rick's place yep and uh we the first sh uh show sold out in uh two days or less it was um amazing so they've added a late show <clears throat> which is always a fun show uh, because I can, I can't speak for Steve because I know he doesn't, uh, he doesn't really drink anymore like uh, we used to back in the day. But that doesn't mean I can't. And uh, <laughs> and and you get substantially funnier the more you've had. Uh, I get substantially funnier the more the crowd has had, but also <laughs> the more I've had. So, right. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So that'll be uh, the 29th. And then, um, you know, like I, I tell everyone every week, this Thursday, uh, twenty bucks at the door, you get dinner and a show. And this weekend at Loft Comedy Club in Chicopee, we have. It's 834 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is time for news. And the top story today, still the Boston Marathon. Kenya's Evan Shabet uh, defending his championship, placed first in the 2023 Boston Marathon for the second year in a row. Finished with the third fastest winning time in race history, two hours, five minutes and 54 seconds. Uh, Kenya's Helen Osando Obiri placed first in the women's elite race at uh, two hours and 21 minutes. And uh, she's a two-time Olympic silver medalist uh, in the 5,000-meter run. That's so amazing. someone's a bit of a show-off. And, uh, and then the the, uh, the guy who won the, uh, the, the wheelchair uh, division has uh, now won six different times. Switzerland's Marcel Hoog finished with a time of one hour, 17 minutes, and six seconds, shattering the previous mark, which was his. And uh, that is why he is known as the Silver Bullet. No truth to the fact of the rumor that uh, Swedish uh, uh, cyclist uh, Bjorg Markinson is still at the finish line or at the start line assembling his IKEA wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> no truth to that fact. No, with the, with his Allen wrench and the <laughs> yeah, vague instructions. Swearing. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's going to do great next year, though. <laughs> the uh, search for the East Hampton School uh, Superintendent position is back on after the latest candidate who was offered the job uh, withdrew her name from the race. We've done this story for a while now. Of never course, gets it, old. <laughs> it never, ever gets old. Uh <laughs> As you know, uh, Dr. Vajinsky-Stark backed out. Uh, no reason was ever given. And uh, she was uh, offered the position after Dr. Vito Perone was, uh, was <laughs> his offer was rescinded for writing an email which addressed the chairperson and executive assistant as ladies. Now, 
uh, and that was taken as a microaggression. So now they're basically starting at square one. Dr. Perone says, I'd still like the job and I'm going to go for it and we'll see what happens. But one of the members uh, of the school committee who voted to hire him has now resigned from the school committee for for reasons that are not uh, allegedly not related to the Perone situation, but more sure. for health reasons. Apparently, she's having a, a procedure on Wednesday. Uh, but uh, the uh, Shannon Dunham posted on Facebook that she has officially resigned from the committee, posting a photo of an email that she sent to the members of the school committee in which it opens. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen of the East Long of the East Hampton School Committee. Good for her. I'm surprised she's having the procedure, and it's not the other two ladies that complain yeah. that are getting their sticks surgically removed from their bottom. Well, you know, I uh, I don't. Uh, if I were a member of the school committee, yeah, and the chairperson, terrible uh, idea, by the way, and the mayor, <laughs> both, you know, you change the outcome of this process. I would consider walking too, I and that's would. just and that's just me because it's like, what kind of nonsense is this? Where we're making hiring or firing decisions based on a microaggression that would normally be seen as a respectful salutation. Exactly right. That's a very fancy word that I didn't even know what it meant, but now I do. I wasn't sure I knew I knew what it went to until I saw it here. I, on I'm Station sure that lady story. was uh, tired of being at the deli line at Big E Supermarket or getting her uh, taco at Mission Cantina and having mm-hmm. everyone talk to her about it. <laughs> I, that's, but you know, much to I don't know if you know this, Bax, but I'm getting good at this filling in thing. So uh, yeah. I'm throwing my hat in the ring as temporary uh, school superintendent for the East Hampton School District. And you know what? You are no less qualified yeah. than anybody else for that job. And if these broads can just get their stuff together <laughs> and just let me know if I got the job or I don't. So listen up, dames. <laughs> listen, you cuckoo dames. <laughs> you know, um, we're not too far away, if I'm not mistaken, from the uh, the Brimfield uh, Antique Fair. Yes. Uh, which is you know, a big uh, a big to-do in Brimfield. In fact, it's the only thing to do in Brimfield. Yes. But uh, I got to tell you, you can avoid all of it by going to the Mardi Gras auction online and getting yourself a 97-inch spinning exotic dancer pole in which the top bid right now is only 4 bucks. They've lost their lease and everything must go. Shout out to Adam's Auctions, who really needs to listen to my advice and package this together with a seven-day treatment of a broad-spectrum antibiotic. Package that with the pole, and someone's going to pay more than 4 bucks for it. Oh, really, absolutely. I really feel that way. The uh, the auction runs until April 22nd. Winning bidders have to remove what they purchased by April 24th. The Mardi Gras, one of the region's most famous strip club, I would argue the most famous strip club uh, with yep. a history dating back to the 1970s, closed abruptly at the end of March after Oof. the building was sold for $2.3 million dollars. To a New York City buyer eyeing redevelopment, I should say that uh, Chef Wayne's uh, Cajun on the Go, the 350 Grill, the uh, Smokey Joe's Cigar Bar, and the Hair Salon are all remaining. Oh, Smokey Joe's, I love that place. Smokey Joe's is actually a pretty cool place. Awesome place. I Real did, cool place. I did a couple shows there. They were fun. They did comedy shows over there? Yeah, they, we did a couple of them. And, uh, you know, it was a little weird because it was on the stage that the uh, girls uh, danced on up there uh, back in the day. Right. Uh, one of the shows I did. And then I did the Smokey Joe's ones uh, uh, when they retrofitted it. But uh, I do remember distinctly that the uh, air conditioning unit used to kick on while I was on stage. So they just kept me a steady supply of bourbon. And uh, and it was uh, it was a good time. I've uh, I'm I've been happy up, they're staying open. I've been up there a couple of times, and the thing that's always remarkable to me is okay. So you're in a room where people are 
yeah. smoking cigars yeah. all over the place. And you would think, well, a room like that must be get all funky and stinky. No. No. It's, it's got the most amazing filtra- air filtration system I've ever seen in my life. You walk in there, and it just, it just smells like any other room. It wasn't uh, the most ideal situation to have those air handler units while you're telling jokes, because when they come on, they're <laughs> and it sucks all the air out, including all your punchlines. But... <laughs> But it was a good show. The one thing that really bothered me, though, is I wanted to smoke a cigarette, and I was told I don't think you could smoke a cigarette in there, and I couldn't understand that for the life of me. You can only smoke cigars. I think it's only cigars. There's some sort of law or whatever. Hey, you know when you were talking about the Brimfield thing, though? Yeah. I got a little tip for the listeners. I used to do this back with my uh, my roommate. I was telling you about my roommate, Jeff, when we had our bachelor pad. The Antique Roadshow on PBS. Yeah. Great drinking game. Get your buddies together the next time it's on, and what you do is you bid on the items, use what the values are, you know, over unders, and then you drink whoever's wrong. You drink. Oh yeah, that's a good game. It's a fun. It's a fun game. Yeah, that's fun, cool. Fun drinking game. There's some. Uh, there's some great stuff on this auction. That would be great to have in your house. Th- those wrought iron uh, sections that I was talking about are great. I just realized you said that it started in the '70s, and I'm thinking now that they finally turned the lights on in there, I just imagine them sweeping up. All sorts of hairballs. Yeah, know? well, probably. But you know what? <laughs> you can get an Imperial 40-pound uh, fryer oh, powered by natural gas for only 125 bucks. Well, Think about how many things you can be frying in your house oh, with you know, that kind of thing. Bacon hash. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> right I could, in the fryer. I, I could fry nearly anything. Oh. They got, uh, I mean, the you know, the old vending machines. You could have one of the. I'd love to have a vending machine in my house. How fun would that be? They got a. I'm just looking at it now, man. I feel like I want to go down there. They have a player piano. They got a pizza oven. They have an upholstered sofa, which I wouldn't recommend for anybody. No, probably not. You don't, <laughs> you don't know what's been on there. Or or a black light for the upholstered sofa. <laughs> but the uh, the outdoor sign. That's that's the big uh, expensive item. The uh, the top bid for that is uh, one thousand four hundred and seventy five dollars. If some guy gets that and puts it in his garage for a man cave, I would expect an invite over for us to have a. Beer oh, I would think him. so. I would think so. I mean, look at that thing. You know, I just realized on the bottom of it, I never even noticed this, but it says the most beautiful girls in the world. It seems like a little bit of an overstatement, don't you think? Shouldn't there be a sign underneath it that says the most beautiful girls in the world? Don't work here. <laughs> yeah, there's a little asterisk uh, yeah. above world. <laughs> it, 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 there used to be a, a strip club in Illinois uh, that was like not far from my apartment. I never went in, of course. Oh, of course. I mean, I, 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 You're I mean, a gentleman. Of course I am. But their their big marquee sign was 1,000 beautiful women <laughs> and one ugly one. <laughs> and that, I thought, you know what? <laughs> the one I would want to see would be the ugly one. Sure. Who, I mean, like, uh, you know, who... Who gets that distinction? I would like to know, well, who's the ugly one? Well, you know, it's funny you say that. There was a joke I used to do way back in the day. At a, I'm not going to say the establishment because I don't want to make anyone feel bad, but there was a uh, there was a dancer that had uh, one arm. <laughs> one arm. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, and then she had a fake arm. And I said it wasn't even the good one. It had the three metal hooks like a pirate, you know? And uh, I felt bad, so I was giving her money like crazy. She says, I'm going to get up on the pole. And I was like, that's metal on metal. There's a lot of Aquanet in here. I'm out of here before this place burns to the ground. She might spark <laughs> up. One spark and we're all dead. <laughs> it's going to be uh, cloudy today with a high of uh, 55. Tonight, cloudy, but clearing low of 36. And then for tomorrow, partly cloudy, a high of 57. It's currently 49 degrees right now. 
on Rock 102. Tomorrow on the show, uh, Nate Costa from the Springfield Thunderbirds. And uh, we, we have some tickets to give away. Oh. Uh, but that's coming up in just a little bit. Right. <clears throat> um, by the way, uh, you're not a golfer, right? Uh, you know, before I did comedy, I used to love to get out there and swing the old sticks, but uh, I haven't picked up a club in years. You know, I have uh, I have a set of clubs that uh, that were uh, specialty made back when uh, when Top Flight was in Chicopee. Oh yeah, yeah. I was yeah. called. They had they had me come in. And they assessed my swing and they laughed in my face and then they <laughs> gave me a, a, a set of irons which uh, have not been used in several years. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, they're lefties, so you know they're they're virtually uh, unsellable, unsellable to, <laughs> so, to, to anyone. But uh, but no, I used to I used to love going and uh, you know getting kind of you know, sloppy in the course, and uh, that was that. Well, someone can someone could buy those cheap off you for uh, self defense, home self defense. It doesn't yeah. matter. You can use a left handed club on a burglar. Well, they wouldn't do me any good with self defense because <laughs> some of those clubs never hit anything. You'd miss. <laughs> Uh, but the Rockwoods Golf Club is back, presented by Swing Oil Beer Company. Get 11 rounds of golf to some of the area's nicest courses like Keeney Park, the Ledges, the Links at Worthington, Northfield Country Club, and many more. 199 bucks. That's it. That's like less than 20 bucks a round. It's a real good deal. For anyone who golfs, 20 bucks a round is like almost not paying for it at all. Uh, uh, Rock 102 Golf Club, presented by Swing Oil Beer. Available for a limited time on rock102.com. So do not wait on Rock 102. Uh, Tommy uh, Tommy Pluto's company, Swing That's right. Oil Beer Company, great company. Yep. I got a question for you. Um, do you have the list of the of the country clubs, all of them on there, or is it not on there? Uh, I can get it. Because that's like a fun game to play. Who's on and who's not on the list? Uh, well, let me uh, let me see if I can uh, get past all this. And uh, okay, I mean, I wasn't trying that. to give you homework. No, but, I mean, it's a, no. Okay, no, okay, all right. We're talking uh, golf. We're talking swing oil. The last time I did golf, by the way, I drank uh, a lot of swing oil. Uh, it's kind of false advertising because my swing did not get better. Uh, yeah. yeah, there you go. No, I, I got the, six I, of those. I got the whole list. Okay, all okay. right. So let me ask. Yes. Crump and Fox. Not this time. Not this time. All right. Uh, let me see. Uh, Ledges. Ledges, yes. You said, okay. Um, St. Anne's. No. Is that even a course anymore or no? I don't even know. I, I haven't played. Be I, condos now. <laughs> I haven't played St. Anne's in so long. I don't even remember. Um, all right, all right. I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do two more guesses. Yes. All right. All right. Um, they got to be public courses, right? They gotta be... no, no, actually, not necessarily. Really? Well, I mean, I don't know. I think these may all be the ranch. Could... Is the ranch on there? That's probably not too... this time. That's that's a real pricey course, so they're probably too hoity-toity for it. Well, the, but the ranch has been on this list have before. They? Oh yeah. It, I mean, we, yeah, there are some that, that have gone in, some that have gone Cycling out. So cycle we cycle, out. you know, we cycle through these. I keep striking out on these. Yeah. Um, Agawam. Agawam is on there. Good course, fun course. Yes. Open. Uh, great drinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fast carts. That's uh, that really to me is the mark of a good club. That's it. The uh, the beverage cart. How quickly and often will it arrive around that's uh that's that's the reason why i golf yeah i uh that's you know i mean you know if you're playing in a golf scramble i always found it very easy to get a bag of ice and then go to town and then you know you do what you got to do that's it uh, the uh all right so so i, I said uh, i'll give uh i should end on a high note but i'll 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 go one more on this list all right so let's see chickabee country club no, no, not this time. Well, you can check out the whole list on rock102.com. The whole thing is uh, is there. But uh, good call, good course. A lot of courses on there? There, Yeah, there's 11. 
11 courses. 11 courses. That's a pretty good deal. It's a for for uh, yeah. for 20 less than 20 bucks around. Well, awful good. And now you got a full golf season too with the weather the way it's getting now. You know what I mean? You can you can play and you know, you could play in this today. Easy. 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, uh, tomorrow, like I said, uh, Nate Costa from the Springfield Thunderbirds is uh, going to be here. We're going to get ready for uh, playoff hockey with the uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds. Round one is against the Hartford Wolfpack. It's a best of three series. We happen to have a four-pack of tickets to see the uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds for tomorrow night at the Mass Mutual Center. Uh, it, you know, uh, Springfield has got the home ice advantage during this three-game series, so take that for what it's worth. Well, and I've already predicted, uh, as a swami of this, I have predicted that uh, we are going to win two games right off the rip. That would be great. Tenth, games tenth caller right now at 293-102 win wins a four-pack of tickets to see the uh, Thunderbirds take on Hartford tomorrow at the Mass Mutual Center. Good luck on Rock 102.